Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. DR Power Equipment. This episode is brought to you by DR Power Equipment. All DR Power Equipment is on sale right now. So get over to GoDRPower.com and stock up for the outdoor season. DR Professional Power. Done right. What are we talking about, Stromer? This is so big, this show, I can't even stand it. We got flat wall sleepers, or do we frame? How do we insulate concrete? Mm. I mean, what do we? how do we drill through a foundation if we want to run some electrical? Garage door What talk. color does, is, is yellow and green? Are they both gas line colors? Hello? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. First, there's Geico. Would you love to save some money on your insurance? Of course you would. And who doesn't love a deal? When it comes to great rates on insurance... For everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even your homeowners, condo, or renter's insurance. They are all covered with GEICO. Save even more with special discounts when you bundle coverages together. Plus, they have an easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-7 roadside assistance. So it's easy to switch to Geico. It's a no-brainer. Switch today and see just how much you could save at geico.com. Go there and get a rate quote or contact a local agent. This is about something that lights your fire when nothing else will. This is the Mark Devine Show. This show, we're going to discover and dive in and discuss what makes the world's most inspirational, compassionate, and resilient leaders so courageous transform the nature and functioning of our own brain for the better. Go put your virtues in action. Be the best version of yourself. Life is a practice. Day by day, and get wiser and stronger and grow. How do you understand enough about your own mind and psychology and emotions and how you develop a reflective awareness practice to actually get in the driver's seat of your own mind? We go in-depth with people from all walks of life. Martial arts grandmasters, meditative monks, CEOs, military leaders, stoic philosophers, proud survivors, and more. Every episode turns our guest experience into actionable insights that you can learn from and lead a life filled with compassion and courage. I started putting all these little tools in my pocket, started to reflect a lot and meditate. There has to be a balance between movement and rest. It all starts with us. We cultivate these qualities in ourselves. We become a beacon of light for others in the world. Please join us on the journey. The Mark Devine Show. Hoo-yah. This is Corolla Digital. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, 
Everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Master Carpenter, who's here to help you out? If you can't fix it, then let me show you how. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but get a mandate. Get, get it on. on. <laughs> so, welcome to Ace on the House. Str- Strummer's got a new haircut. He yes, looks sir. Like, he looks like Dorothy Hamill. No, oh, yeah. Dorothy Hamill was Remember born. Her? I had that haircut. I had that haircut, the Dorothy Hamill, back you in did. the day. Yeah, it was fantastic. It, it was like a Dutch boy thing uh-huh. remember that mm-hmm. god it was awesome dutch boy there was sometimes called that the page boy yes and uh it looked like a, remember that that movie the, where the bowler with the with the what was it? it was he was a bowler but he was from like an amish community yeah king can that's the one that's i had that right. hairstyle <laughs> all right well we'll we'll delve into the home improvement Good. What are you working on? Well, I am currently, uh, I've, I went mulch crazy, filled all these garden beds up with this stuff. I passed on two jobs because the people were creepy. I didn't want to do it. I, really? I, was, I would prefer to not do it. And so instead, I'm going to keep the guys at the house and build a bunch of storage facilities so I can use my barn for my wife's office. I'm going to turn my so barn into my wife's your office. Your wife's out there. Busting her hump somewhere right now. She needs a right place. Now. She needs space. You know, every time She's she tries to right now. L- put layer stuff down, the kids come in and put music equipment in there and screw I, it up. I don't want to delve into the relationship too closely. But well, you how does well. it work? Yeah. When you're, she's out there setting up. She's got the jigsaw out. She's putting together the set for Aerosmith. Yeah. And you're like, I talked to a couple of potential clients. Yeah, and I said no. Bad vibes. Because I, I was tan. I needed it. to tan for God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't feeling it, hon. I wasn't feeling it. You know, but... But you listen. You remember from when you, when you were doing your construction stuff, you would meet folks and you would go like, "This isn't worth the money because they're going to screw me somehow." I, I, have, I get a bad vibe. I've I've had. I never. My picker wasn't good like yours. No. I've got you involved did. with a few crazy ladies who screwed me. And yeah, had nervous breakdowns yep. in the middle of the job. Yeah, I had one start sobbing in front of me. And uh, it, it, there's there's an emotional component, yeah, to coming into someone's house and tearing it up. That, no, there is. People You're right. don't they don't take well to it sometimes. It's it's look. It is. It's a relationship that's. It's it's like marrying a porn star. You yeah. know, it sounds good. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's gonna be bad. Yeah, because you're gonna, some point you're gonna you, understand that they're you know they're, you're gonna go into their home. You're gonna tear up their kitchen, yeah. and then the guy who's building the cabinets is gonna tell you about some supply chain issue. There you go. And you're seven weeks off. There and you the go. Person's gonna start crying. That's because where I their was. Daughter's bat mitzvah had already been planned. And and, who could build the hoopah? Hey, maybe right. you. Right. Nope, not doing it. So how is it? How do you get the bad vibe off of something? Well, okay, I think I, I think you know because you have that crazy empathic thing to you, right? What what do you call it again? Where you notice everything? Hypervigilance. Well, hypervigilance. Right? I also have. Uh, I don't have a crystal ball, but I have a crystal brain. There you, that's right. So you have a crystal brain and hypervigilance. So you know you you feel and sense 
over the years that you've done this with the experiences that you've had that you know these people are going to go go crazy on you. Mm-hmm. And, and I got really good a couple of years ago at turning away and going, I can't do it. Even if I really needed the gig, I knew something else would come. Yeah, they can ruin your life. They ruin your and life. And even if you want to sue them or go after them or whatever, it's just a huge time. Yeah, suck. and I had people had, you know, who set me up along the way and saw me coming back in the early years. And, and you know, I was really taken advantage of in a bad way where I lost a ton of dough. Well, I hesitate to bring this up, but I talked to a couple of clients of yours from back in the day who yeah. passed on you That's because right. they said he had a bad vibe. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it is a yeah. two-way street, really Stromer. Is. That's right. You're right. You Your crystal that, brain is, is right in tune and sharp. That gen, you see that uh, general pull-up in the uh, bright yellow Hummer, yeah. and you're like, I got up in the triple chrome rims, uh-huh. and you're like, I got a bad vibe uh, off that guy. He's no good. Right. No damn good. All right. We got Gabriel yes. from uh, Salem, Oregon. has yeah. got a question about a saggy floor on a on new construction what? gabriel yes how uh how are we doing today guys yeah, yeah um, i've got a new construction home it's about four years old now um excuse me three years old um the we've got a subfloor that's sagging a quarter of an inch in some spots 16th of an inch in others in between whatever they're saying it's beam on post I'm sorry. I am a truck driver. I uh, only know how to listen to Adam Carolla podcasts. I don't know how to listen to uh, anything else. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. And uh, our builder saying it can't. That the subfloor is normal. This is within specs, but it destroyed the laminate floor that they had installed in the new construction. Well, let's throw out the 16th of an inch in certain places because that's not that's really. Nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. That's here yeah. nor there. Yeah, yeah. A quarter is something, depending on the span. Um, it's a raised foundation, right? Yes. It's not on a slab. Is there crawl space? No, no slab. The crawl, is there it? is a crawl space uh, with a, a visqueen barrier um, uh, oh. down below because oh, uh, it does rain up here a little bit. Did... Uh, did you try to take a string line and go from like one side of the room to the other and just see where the saggage was, or how did you determine? We your actually range? had an inspector come in for uh, a new laminate floor that we put down, um, and he came in and put a six foot level over spots and was measuring it. So he did the entire eight hundred square feet of space and determined that about half of it was dealing with these sags uh, upwards of a quarter of an inch. And what was his hypothesis? Was it like too, too um, long a span? They, did it, they or... did it spell one out. They were from the flooring, manu- the uh, actual laminate manufacturer, so they weren't going to pass blame on anyone. Um, but it doesn't. nothing's wet, so um, they're saying it's a, it's a beam on post on a 20-inch on center uh, beams. Um, I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around all. <laughs> You're saying 20 inch on center. It's probably 24. Probably 24. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not. It's not 24. It's 20. Uh, my father went underneath there, and um, the na- the nailing schedule up on top was a uh, 32 inches um, on the OSB. Mm-hmm. And underneath it was uh, 21 or 22 inches 
I, uh, it was I, a weird scan. I wonder, do you think your dad was putting the tape inside the bay versus on center? Oh, possibly. We, well, I won't yeah. put that past him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> that old pedophile alcoholic. You can't trust that dude. Well, in a, in a uh, crawl space full of visqueen, too, you yeah. get a little high on that plastic. Yeah, so I'm guessing your dad was dropping the the, the tape measure in the bay versus on center. See, so, it's possibly. Yeah. I haven't been down there myself. Okay, uh, so look, it, it's it's new construction. It probably be twenty four on center. Yeah. Well, we don't need to belabor that. You know who else had Visqueen in a crawl space? Don't you, John Wayne? That's Gacy. exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. John Wayne Gacy. That's I right. know you. Huh? That's my crystal brain. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you think, Stromer. That's right. You really do. Thank you. I wish if only Stromer knew how he thinks. Exactly. <laughs> I know how you think. Do you? Nope. Okay, sure no. I got you. I got you covered. So, uh, I don't know if it's a span thing where like it's too big a span and things are starting to go down or it's a pad and post kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, and I mean, are you are you sensing the waves when you walk on it or is it you know is it something it's, that you see it's visually when you walk on it but you 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 know that there's a problem because the laminate flooring uh bounces up and down yeah and it's destroyed uh, this is the second laminate floor oh it's so I, I, mean, I see nothing so there's movement but, there's movement uh, on the subfloor clearly yeah. uh no well you're not feeling it you're only feeling it in the laminate so, what, was there, um, all right, so here's a question. Is this a neighborhood development where all the houses built in the same year? Yes. So it, I would be curious if any of your neighbors were experiencing Yeah, this. and if there are grading issues with, you know, the way they created the pad space for your lot, like maybe there's movement in the soil and stuff and it's shifting around. Well, we haven't seen that. The, there's been, you know, other issues, but nothing that we've experienced ourselves. Why? Uh, you Why? know, yeah. like roof in one house and uh, linoleum in the in the um, laundry room in another house. Uh, you know, it's never the same problem in all of the houses. Uh-huh. So uh, our house is, though, built right next to a retention pond because uh-huh. of the way the neighborhood is. All right, so, so it flows into a retention pond and then flows across the street to a um, settling pond. You're communicating with your neighbors. Yes. And they've had other issues, but not this issue. But the other issues Not could this issue. Belie a problem with the builder. Maybe he's bad at everything. Mm. I, I would say I would get, and you bought the house new, right? I would get a, a, a structural engineer mm. in there and maybe a soils guy or something, and I would just see if we could figure this out. Yeah, because, like compaction issues with the pad, Yeah, you're right? going to need to have something official, a yeah. report, something that's on paper. You, you won't be able to just go to the constructor and go, I got a bad feeling about this floor. <laughs> All right, I'll put uh-huh. them on hold. So I... Yeah. Get a structural engineer I, 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 out there. See if we can throw some calcs out yeah. and see if there's something going on that right. you could put onto a piece of paper. Yeah. All right. Good call. 
All right, we got another call. Well, why don't you take care of your spot? Well, boys and girls, spending more time at home, are you? Step up your property care. Tackle all your landscaping projects with DR Power Equipment. That's right. Go drpower.com, your one-stop shop for brush mowers, chipper shredders, leaf and lawn vacs, wood splitters, rototillers, and much more. I just use rototillers, and when they work, good boy, are they fun to use. Check out DR Power's full line of professional-grade gas power equipment, plus the latest in lithium-ion battery power tools. Clear a field of overgrown brush, including four-foot-high field grass and saplings up to three inches thick, or trim, mow, and edge your suburban lot like a pro. Now, all DR equipment is on sale right now, so go over to GoDRPower.com and stock up for the outdoor season. DR Professional Power, done right. All right, let's see. Bernie's from uh, Seattle. Yeah, Bernie. has got a question. Bernie? Feel the burn. Hey, how's it going, Adam? Good. Um, so, yeah, I am from uh, Seattle. Well, actually a suburb in Seattle called Kenmore. And me and my wife uh, bought our first house uh, four years ago here. The market was insane, but we found this house that is a fixer-upper, and it was a state sale. Like, the person who lived here uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. So their kids kind of, like, mini-flipped the house a little bit. They painted, and uh, they did some remediation to the crawl space, and uh, we bought it. And, you know, the first thing we learned once we buy it and we do a, an inspection is that there's a wetland in the back. This property is huge for the area. It's uh, 0.7 acres. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and we see this backyard and we're like, oh, excellent. We can get like, we're going to have chickens and we're going to have goats It's in our, our, our dream. Uh, and it turns out there's a wetland and we, you can't, the regulation here in the city is that you can't build a hundred feet from the wetland. Well, see, uh, it's in the, the very back of the, of what? the lot. And then yeah. at the front of the lot, there's a house and then like, you no know, 30 feet away from the house, there's a, there's a stream mm-hmm. and there's the regulation that you can't build. A uh, hundred feet from the stream. This house was built in 1947, before this uh, nonsense was in place. Mm-hmm. So we basically can't touch the house, uh, except for uh, if you're going to do an addition that is less than uh, 200 square feet, mm-hmm. uh, then you don't need a permit. So basically, if you can buy a shed, that is, a, you can just put it there. Mm-hmm. So wow. we're screwed. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like, is there, is there, do you know, do people get out of this, like, just throwing money at lawyers and, you know, getting the city to bend or by sell? Like, there's, there's things that went to, to the house, like, repair. There, there's a, there's a garage that needs to be taken down and, you know, the city well, just I, I, you, you, so if you have a garage, an existing garage, and you want to demo it and build a new garage on the same footprint, you should be able to do that. You should be able to do yeah. that. Oh yeah, as long as I like keep the some of the structure in place, like because it, it counts as a remodel. No, is that is that the idea? Hey, look, things vary from municipality to municipality. Uh, they have guys that are called expediters who deal with the city can go in there, sometimes have relationships, can push the plans through. Mm -hmm. I think the first thing you're going to need to do is get an architect or an engineer, mainly an architect who works that area. That's his beat, her beat. They they know the, 
they know the foibles, the shortcomings, the restrictions, and they will be able to tell you. You know, architects are sort of like, you know, the, the great Mark Garagos sits uh, a couple days a week right where you're sitting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you talk to him and you go, oh, what's going on with the Weinstein trial in New York? And he'll go, I'm not licensed in New York. Although, actually, I think he is licensed in New York. But he'll go, I don't know what's what the rules are in that, in that district, yeah. district because yeah. they'll change certain right. things right. just subtly. Sure. Um, and that's kind of the way... The codes are, they're going to change from place to place. That's why we all need to move to Texas and get the fuck on with our lives. But if you're in California, there's a lot of regulations. You're in Seattle, there's a lot of regulations. They're all different. And so you need a guy, and that guy will just come over and go, oh, they're not going to let you do that. Yeah, or, hey, you can do that. If you leave the back wall up, as long as one wall remains, and then when we rebuild it, then the max we can add on square footage is 200 or something. He'll give you some version of here's what you can do, here's what you can't do. And then you as the homeowner could just go to the Department of Building and Safety and poke around yourself with your address and just say, I'm thinking about doing something can I? And they, it's not like they're going to forever label you and then catch you because you're doing some little thing that doesn't need a permit, right? Just go and talk yourself to figure it out a little bit. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm really scared to rattle the, the, their cage because, like, if, if I do anything that will trigger, like, an inspection or something. Yeah, it's, more about, know, it's uh, more about neighbors that rat you out than they just are sort of haphazardly driving through the neighborhood and see something that generally isn't going to happen unless there's construction near you or neighbors like I have that always tell on me what this oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen that, this is, yeah. what, is, what is three uh, I yeah. get a lot of that yeah, the neighbors will rat you out more yeah. often than not. Yeah. The other and the inspectors, as you know, when you did catch a contractor, they're they're good guys. They and they don't want to catch you. They just want to make sure that it's the right thing most of the time. I right? find that uh, inspectors are sort of like cops. Yeah, which is if you go up and talk to them, they're fine. Yeah, if they're pulling you yeah. over for doing ninety, they're pissed. Yes. You know? and yes. it's it's all kind of a dance. So yep. if you start. And you bootleg something, and they walk in on you, You're which done. I've had happen numerous times. Yeah, they're never in a good mood. No, after but that. if you bootleg something and you know the codes and the limitations and restrictions, and you're not breaking those rules, chances are they're not going to be as pissed. Versus, it's too tall; it has to come down. Like, Stromer, make sure you Stromer's know. one hundred percent right. Yeah. if they catch you. And the work yeah. is haphazard and shoddy. Right. They're pissed. Yeah. If they catch you and they can see that you're doing things trying to, to code, comply, yeah. Well, or essentially complying minus the permit. That's but, right. But things look, and you know, you know when something is done right. They know when something is exactly. done right. When they when they see something is done right, even though you didn't pull a permit and they busted you, they tend to shift a little bit. That's right. And they'll also tend to let you kind of pick up where you started from. That's right. Uh, if they see things are done right. Yeah. You know, maybe you got the drywall up and the nailing schedule's all nice. 
and they won't go take the drywall down. I want to check the yeah. framing, you know, because they'll see that the nailing schedule was done correctly. That's it's the right. drywall, and uh, you got the one wall, and you're running flax through it versus a lamp cord yeah. for electrical, yeah. and they'll kind of and you, and they'll see that you have the protective shields that you bang onto the stud so yeah. you can't pierce it can't pierce the Romex with the drywall screw. They'll, they'll see little things like that. They'll look up. They'll see some Tico clips on the roof or whatever, and they'll kind of go, all right, right. this person's and doing before, it. So, so kind of to Adam's point, before you break the rules, just learn the rules and then try and break yeah. them. You know what I mean? There's, there's a specific example. Um, so we have a basement that has a humongous egress door. But we want to we want to put a room there, and you can't list it as a bedroom if you if you're I think the windows have to be like a foot above the the, the ground mm-hmm, or two right. feet above yeah. the ground or something like that. The windows are nowhere near that. There's this, there's this tiny little uh, one foot long uh, windows that are like way above your head. So um, we have the uh, egress door, but but that cannot be a bedroom, right? So. Um, do you think, uh, uh, you know, let's put this bedroom in place. Uh, do you think an inspector would ding us for that? I The inspectors generally, if this is what you're talking about, they don't wander around too much. No. If, if you're planning on remodeling the garage and you get into it and you get busted, he's going to hang out in the garage. He, right. he won't go down to the basement no. and start kicking tires. So if some- and if you don't, the the other thing is if you have a big dumpster, that is a red flag. Oh, yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. Oh. Don't don't park a huge dumpster yeah. if you're not interested in welcoming inspection. Yeah, hire some guy that hauls it away, hauls it that, right. that day. Yeah, that becomes the biggest oh, okay. red flag. So, so we could have like a dump truck for the day. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Put no, everything put okay. everything in the dump truck and drive it out of there. Yes, I had. Uh, I've told you this. It's been a while. I had a guy down at the Hollywood uh, Home Depot yeah. where they brought the mountain to Muhammad. Yeah, they, they did. They had the guy down at the ho- inspector down at the Hollywood Home Depot. I'll never forget the guy. He looked like he was in a Mari- he looked like the lead singer in a mariachi band, like black boots, Ooh. mustache, you know, yeah. cowboy hat. Oh, sure. And he just probably had to be bilingual over there. Uh-huh. And... Now, he wasn't looking for anyone who was buying a smoke detector or, you know, a handsaw. Um, he was looking for people that had a cart full of drywall and two-by-fours. Sure. And a couple sacks of cement, some yeah. post hole, you know, yeah. bases. And that guy, that guy just stood there. And, and I came pushing through with, you know, 400 two-by-fours, yeah. 10 sheets of plywood. Yeah. And that guy, like, said, uh, where are you going? It's like, wow, this is interesting. Yeah. And I was like, I'm working on a thing. And he's like, you got a permit? And I said, yeah, I do. Because I did have a permit. Yeah. And he said, uh, what's the permit number? And I really? Said, yeah. I said, nobody knows their permit number. Yeah. No, it's it's I know, I've 13 never, digits. Yeah, I never remember. You think yeah. anyone has ever committed that no. to memory? And he no. was like, Okay, get out of See? here. See? <laughs> yeah. See? That's the answer. Man. If he says, what's the permit? And you yeah. start sweating, getting yeah. shifty, and go, where'd you get those boots? Yeah. <laughs> You're fucked. Always say the answer when yeah. somebody goes, what's your whatever? Go, nobody knows that. Yeah. 
Yeah, come and on. he knows nobody, even even like come on. I couldn't nobody give you knows that. one digit yeah. of any permit number I've yeah. ever pulled, and uh, it seems to me they're at least eight digits. Yeah, uh, they could be more. Yeah, so that worked. Yeah, that's a very nice job. And, you know, that's reverse psychology. This is why you could be a double agent if you wanted to. I think mm-hmm. you would have done well in that old, you know, when the we were fighting the Jerry's. Yeah. You I could be that guy. I, I could have parachuted in Heck behind yeah, enemy no, lines. No, you're not from France. First, let me tell you about uh, Fulton Insoles, the world's most comfortable, supportive, and sustainable insoles. They'll get rid of any foot, knee, or back pain you have made from cork. So they mold to the shape of your foot as you walk, providing custom arch support. Cork absorbs shock and reduces impact to the body. They're carbon negative. They're made entirely from sustainable materials. Cork, vegan cactus leather, and natural latex foam designed by doctors, podiatrists, and chiropractors. But more affordable than the uh, custom orthotics. These things are... So much better than what whatever it is you're thinking about. And and so much cheaper, especially if you get the custom design stuff. Good for the lower back, good for the joints, good for the knee, good for the uh good for the ankles, good for all your joints above your feet. Visit walkfulton.com. That's walkfulton.com. Use the code ACE10 for 10% off site-wise. All right, let's see. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more of your questions right after this. JB Weld, today's podcast brought to you by JB Weld, the world's strongest bond. The brand DIYers and pros have trusted for over 50 years. Keep it in your kitchen drawer, toolbox, garage. Keep it everywhere. It's available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. Proudly made in the USA. All right. Uh, let's talk to Andrew. has got a question about detached garage, which has a full hip roof. Andrew? Yes, sir. Hi, guy. Hi, guy. Mm. Nice work, yeah. Go What's ahead. going on? Um, so I don't know if I'm using the correct phraseology or whatever, but I, I have a... I think it's called a full-hipped roof, mm-hmm. where it looks like a, as I explained to the call screener, like a pyramid with a center, you know, beam going down or center cord going down the top of the pitch. Yeah, but yeah. it's angled on all four corners. Not a real big roof. It's a older yeah. oh, okay. um, home and detached garage, brick built in like '46. So yeah. I don't have a lot of ceiling or loft space, uh-huh. and currently I can only use one half of the garage for upper storage because the tracks for the garage doors, you know, go into the center space of the garage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I sort of love me some aviation. And when I'm looking at aircraft hangers, they have that lateral bifold um, thing Mm -hmm. that kind of goes to the outside. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Can I do something like that? I can't find a producer in the U S it seems like more of a European or possibly a Canadian thing that will make a small hanger door effectively or somebody else said, Oh, why don't you just do a roll roller door? But then that looks awfully like loading dock kind of ghetto-ish. I'm in a nicer area and would like to resell the home at some point without it looking like a complete bunker. Yeah. Any thoughts? 
Well, me and Stromer both have rolling doors on our garage. Yeah, so, so screw you. <laughs> yeah, residential though. I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, I I, I do. Oh. I have a shop with a couple rolling doors on it. They work nice, but yeah, they look like shit. I don't know if there's some jazzed up residential version of it. I I don't. I'm not in love with the rolling door idea. I kind of like your bifolder idea. There's a slider idea, which is. You know, one side is fixed and the other side just slides past it. That doesn't give you the full opening of the garage. Right. Obviously, it's right. whatever it is. You got to split it in half, and sometimes that's so not this enough. So this has two garage doors. So it, you know, it's like I could slide one over the other. I guess there's a center, you know, support. So it'd be like a quote unquote two car garage, two doors. You know. So I guess I could so, do something so wait, like that. Are You're you talking try- like almost like barn door. I am, are you door trying to create a lar- are you trying to create a larger opening out of the two doors? No. No, I have I have two doors. I just want to be able to throw random stuff up above. I got you. If I create yeah. a loft or I hang a bike or whatever, I can't open the doors. Well, I the see. barn door works. I've done it. Well, wait. Do you have do you have drywall on the ceiling to make it a, like a nine foot, eight foot ceiling, and then that's why you can't get up into the top of the garage? No, he the door goes up and blocks it. I see. Okay. Okay. If I had anything, if it's hanging high enough, the door would, you know, slide underneath it, right? But I couldn't access it while the door was open, right? Yeah. Right. Or well, they make okay. those. You know, they make yeah. those big. Uh, reveal doors that bifold on two sides of them, right? So you can he's get the full trouble. Opening. He's f- having trouble finding those. No, those are those are accessible. They're just like ten grand. Okay, all, all these right. like if you go to a high end window place, they'll have the they're they're called like you know, uh, I don't know for lack of a better term, they're just like big bifold, huge yeah French doors that fold into themselves, right? But they're but really have a expensive. Vertical seam, right? Like a they have like a, a knack wall. They have or a nano ver- wall or yeah. They, they have it? a vertical, yeah. a vertical. They're like two doors that fold together to create the opening, right? Yeah, like All a right. casement window, but with an extra fold in it. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. So that okay. exists. That's expensive. The barn door thing is pretty easy. I've done it. Yeah. You know, it's all about getting good. Actually, the barn door is a good idea if you overmount the bracket in the front of the house and have it specifically yeah. look that way hardware-wise. It's, it's, you got it's not a bad idea. Get good hardware because otherwise it's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and it has to, you have to make sure that barn door hinge system looks right with your home. Like if it's a you know, a Tudor home, and then you have a barn door thing. It looks like shit because it's two architectural styles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, mm. uh, the, the, I kind of like the folding program, even though the cost's a little higher. Yeah, no, I, those are I badass a, because those can have those can have tinted, you know, white glass in them, and they're yeah, they're also yeah. you know really good efficient wise for energy. They're great, but they're yeah. expensive. What's the style yeah, okay. of the house? What's the what? Style of the house. Oh, it's just a, you know, basic rectangular 1946 brick sided, you know, not, not anything too exciting. It's not, um, it's not Tudor. It's not craftsman really. It's just kind of that post-war, 
you know, welcome home, let's start a family, 1946, 47 looking. God, I I actually feel warm and fuzzy. I want to come to your house and have, like, fondue. Or kiss someone in Times Square. You can have fondue. (laughs) Kiss someone in Times (laughs) Square. Come find a nurse. Yeah, with a leg up in the back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, well, barn door or bifolding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, speaking of which, if I can ask, may I ask a second question? Yes. Quickish. So this detached garage in the home, if you look at the footprint of where they sit, they create a 90-degree angle with about a 10-foot gap between the two, like a breezeway, if you will. Uh I'm putting in a hardscape in that pocket, you know, Mm -hmm. inside the 90 degree. Mm -hmm. And um, while I'm doing it, um, I'm trying to figure out how many, what you would do. I'm trying to think ahead. So currently that garage only has electricity in it. Um, I'm up in the Northwest where it's cold and wet and damp. And if I ever wanted to use it as additional space, because the home itself is relatively small, it's about a thousand square feet. Um, what, how many lines of conduit should I run out there? Um, the electricity now is super ridiculous. It runs in conduit on the ground along the base of a fence. So I'm going to probably core drill into the, into the slab and the footing and get it to go underground. But what else would you, how many conduits would you run? I think I have to run data separate from electricity for interference reasons, right? So I'm thinking like a conduit for cat six, maybe a conduit for power and then run a gas line out there in case I ever want heat out there. Do you have any other bright forecasting ideas? Well, I mean, do you have a circuit available in your panel now to just run a couple of circuits to that space? That would tell. That would be telling. You know how? How's your panel? Um, Has it been upgraded? So there's a sub. There's a sub panel in the garage now. Oh, that's good. That looks okay. Oh, the panel on the house is. You're going to make a tear come down my eye because it's really bad and old. So I'm trying to think ahead when I might bump the service out to the garage later when I reduce when I replace the house panel. So mm-hmm. I just want to plan ahead so I have enough conduit. So I can run out there, whatever I would like. If I wanted to make it maybe an office or something, I don't know. Yeah, well, all right. Would you, you run have, like two two inch conduits or three? You know what I mean? I, I don't. I don't know that you need two inch, but I would say if you want the gas thing, then you got to get the green variable gas pipe. So make sure it's the variable variety mm-hmm. yeah. that you put there, which yeah. I, I believe is green in yeah. color. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it's got the. And then, I can deal with you that. Know, yeah, that's far, not really a conduit. That's it's got to be on its own, right? Yeah, yeah, that's on its own. And yeah. then, as far as the conduit goes, two inches sounds like a little overkill. Although it doesn't really matter. On the other hand, it's going to be harder to core into a footing with a two and a quarter inch thing than it would be with a smaller bit. Um, it, it is at some point. Green and yellow are they are for gas? Are they both green and yellow? Both variable. Looks huh. like it. Well, they added yellow. I think their... green. I think green is variable in my area, and yellow maybe is above ground or interior or something. I'm seeing underground yellow polyurethane gas line here. Oh, polyurethane. So that oh, okay, that's different. Mm. All right. So, you know, uh, one of the things I would factor in is you're going to be doing the coring into the footing, right? Yeah, the interior walls are not. They're you know they they've got two by fours and whatever. No, it's got I know, old lap you, you, um, car boarding on it. You said you wanted to core through the footing and go under the slab, right? 
Correct, because okay. when I put in this hardscape, I'm going to be carrying yeah. out concrete between the I house and the you. garage. So look, I'm going to have that open anyway. I might uh, as well do it now. Yeah. So here's the deal. Once you get past probably about an inch and a half with a roto hammer bit, you're now getting into mm-hmm. a, you're getting into a hole saw variety. You know they only make those roto yeah. hammer bits so fucking yeah. fat. I yeah. mean I don't know maybe there's a three incher. I don't know, but that that the, the bit's going to cost seven hundred bucks if, if it is. Diamond, like, yeah. So what I would do, yeah, I'm. What I would do is take a standard size of conduit, and I would try to match it up with a roto hammer bit to make it easy for me to punch through. Yeah. Because when you start coring, it's an issue. It, yeah. It's it's expensive. You could have rebar. It could be a nightmare. Right. A bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. God knows how much rebar is in his 1940s home, right. but the, I, look at the bit and look at the. I would rather do an extra piece of conduit with a smaller bit and an ease of drilling right. and punching through. So don't and, do the and, two. And is it easier to, is it easier just to rent the weird 90 degree home Depot, whatever rent the, the core saw itself. It looks like a whole saw, but it's like a 90 and it kind of just sits down there and does it. Oh, thing. that's the whole hog. It's easier to do that than, than to just use a roto hammer. Right. Uh, a roto hammer a special coring coring drill. I mean, you can look it up. Uh, the roto hammer, if you've excavated around it, and you can get the thing down and kind of flat a little bit, the roto hammer will make they, short they work. They go through of that, fast, like yeah. butter, and that'll be the. If easiest it also drill. doesn't yeah. have to look perfectly clean because it's below grade, it'll it'll right. blast it out easy. You won't have a problem. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't do. And what, I'm hiding it in the wall anyway, right? Yeah. That's right. So I wouldn't yeah. do I wouldn't do a coring. I would do a roto hammering. At least try that first, okay. and then and then go the the other thing okay. you have to. And I have to go kind of deep under the slab because I got to make that lazy ninety degree with the conduit coming up, right? Well, the slab's going to be four inches, maybe a little bit thicker if it's the garage. You know, sometimes maybe they, a little less if there's sticks coming through and it looks like the guy had his neighbor pour it with him. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's, pretty, it's, I'm sure it's shit. Slab. I'm sure it's shit. But if you do a garage in principle, it's supposed to be like six inches because yeah. you're pulling a truck in That's there, right? right? Okay. It isn't. But you, yeah. can, you, you can go down four inches plus and you'll you'll find you'll find your mark. All right, let's see. We got uh, Andrew, big Alex, a, Big Al in Kentucky. Well, first, hold on a second. Let me talk to uh, Gary because uh, this segment is brought to you by JB yes. Weld. Yeah, what absolutely. do we got, Gary? We love JB Weld, so we put it out to our fans to see what they love about JB Weld, and uh, we got this video submission that I want to play for you guys. It's from a guy named Randy in Redondo Beach. Ace, Stromer, what's up, guys? So, I've been remodeling my house, took the inside down to the studs, basically done with that. Outside's still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. JB Weld is basically the reason why this place is still standing. <laughs> but I had one tip for you guys. That's this stuff, the JB Weld Permalock Thread Locker. I like to use this on my cabinet hardware, especially. Uh-huh. Because inevitably, these knobs, you screw them in over time, they'll start to twist out on you. So you put this stuff in the knob, screw it in, it sets, it's not going anywhere. 
Same for the uh, poles, although not as big of a problem, but they will, the screws at least will twist out on you. This stuff's medium strength, so if you ever do need to redo it, it'll back out for you if you need it to. Also lock. works on any Ikea type furniture mm. that involves an Allen wrench. Mm. And oh, you wow. don't uh, want falling apart on you at some point. That's my hot tip for you guys. This JB Weld Permalock thread locker on your cabinet hardware. Uh, again, I'm sure I'm not the first person to think of it, but I'm pretty proud of myself. So uh, Ace, get it on. Strummer, you know, if you're in between jobs and you like to show up one day unannounced and <laughs> offer to help me with my siding. Who knows, maybe yeah. one day we become friends. Yeah, come on. Maybe that friendship blossoms into a beautiful strawman. Why not? Yes! Oh, strawman! Whisper in my ear that you like to run away together, <laughs> build a house, and spend the rest of our lives yes. with each other. Of course. I'm in. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> When he looked away for a moment, I felt that he was imagining he and I on a white horse on a beach with linen I'm blowing in the wind. Jealous. I'm huh? rarely <laughs> jealous. Rarely. Hey, guys, world's strongest bond. That's right. The brand DIYers and pros have trusted for over 50 years. That's right. Use their epoxy, super glues, putty sticks, and wraps for projects big and small and on practically any surface. Metal, wood, plastics, glass, ceramics. Keep it in your kitchen drawer, toolbox with your craft supplies, and of course, the garage. Also, the proud owner of Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner. And if you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner has got you covered. Available at jbwell.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advance Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. Proudly made in the U.S. of A. Yeah, you know, I never thought about that thread locker, but I, I have a dining room chair, yeah. sort of Ikea style, and w the screws fell out because yeah. they're going up vertically, yeah. and they work themselves loose, and the top got loose, yeah. and then I, I, at some point I sat, and it started rocking back and forth, and then I said, I got to fix it, and I turned it over, but the screw was gone, and right. then, of course, I said, what happened to the screw? It fell down. It's got to be rolling around here somewhere, some weird allen metric size and i was like oh yeah and then i couldn't find it anymore no. but and that's, then yeah that's and the, smart it's a smart idea and also square knobs do have an issue when they they turn more than the round ones they, for some reason and they get loose and then once they get loose they start marring up the yeah they start digging into the wood that's right alex 42 kentucky alex hi hi uh hi ace it's uh I've been listening to you for 24 years. I started listening to you in 97 on K-Rock. Wow. wow that's so we go way back. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, so I moved to Kentucky about uh, 18 years ago from, from Oxnard, and uh, we've got this beautiful house, totally unfinished basement, brand new house, and I'm a little bit concerned about finishing out the basement. Um. What are your thoughts about types of insulation up against a, a poured slab basement? You're, you're talking about the walls, right? Or, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so it's a walkout basement, and then the other half of it is in the hillside, right? And it's all solid concrete. How do I, how do I stud that out? How do I insulate it? From, oh, you're talking from, to the sleeper uh, king, aren't you? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Oh, the sleeper king. Yeah, you want to sleep that shit out? <laughs> I thought don't that you? was a mattress. No. <laughs> I got the California <laughs> sleeper king. 
with the memory foam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Um, the, the you know typically how you do that is you you would use uh, treated two by fours yeah. for your sleepers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, rigid foam. Yeah, you could use rigid foam. I, I would not. I would think about not maybe not making contact with the concrete Ooh. on that framed wall, but just pull it back a quarter inch. Yeah. Why does it need to be pushed up against Doesn't. the concrete? No. You know. And by the way, the concrete may be cattywampus. You know, throw a level on it. But right. what I'm saying is, is I would put a vapor barrier on the concrete. Yeah. Then I would frame my wall and I would pop it back, you know, quarter inch at the bottom and throw a level on it. Maybe it'll be three eighths at the top or mm-hmm. whatever. But I, why make contact if you right. don't have to, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and you use all the treated lumber and rigid foam or at that point. Yeah, if you're doing your framings, traditionally you could do R13 and be good. You could right? staple in the R13. Yeah. It wouldn't make contact with the vapor barrier. because, right. And I, I think that would be a good good way to do it and then once you're there now it's just a finished sure. wall framed wall you can do yeah, whatever you want okay idea. yeah because yeah, I've, I've had different different um opinions about whether or not it needs to be like a standard stud wall or if the two by four or two by three can just be laid flat well that's of- a, it's a different way to do it and that's <laughs> another way to do it i you know if you're gonna lay it flat you're at the. I don't know what year this house is. What year is it? 2020, brand new. Okay, mm-hmm. so the wall's probably good, but keep in mind, you don't want to be at the mercy of the wall. No, you don't want to take a bunch of two by fours and just go flat every 16 or 24 inches because they that may not be flat. Yeah. They may not be flat. No, there could be some fluctuation. Yeah. So what I would say about laying the shit flat down. And maybe using a Tapcon or a Ret or, or you know some kind of pin driver or something mm-hmm. on the shit, which I don't really like. Uh, here's what I would say: mm. throw a string on that wall, throw a level on that wall, make sure that wall is where you want it. If it's not where you want it, pull that off the 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 realm of possibility. Yeah, just frame it. Yeah. Okay. If it is flat, then you can go flat and then you countersink whatever you're putting into the concrete, whether it be... I would still use a vapor barrier. Yeah. I would still use rigid. Rigid foam is going to fit in that flat two yeah. by four. Yeah. I, 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 there's, there's not a lot of reason to go 16 on center if you're just putting drywall on. You can go 24 on center. Yeah. But let me tell you about the flat wall. Are you planning on running... Rigid? Are you planning on running electrical, electrical yeah. cables, well, TV? Y- yeah, it, it, it electrical can come down um, through the ceiling because it's fully exposed right now. And okay. I'm thinking um, one of the other things that I have access to is that polyisocyanurate stuff. Oh, um, you got that, that spray fancy foam? stuff? No, it it uh, they sell it around here for uh, sloped roofs. Uh-huh. I go underneath like a oh, membrane. So that's a rigid. I can get it cheap. That's like a yeah, rigid, rigid insulation. It's, it's got like like uh, like a fabric on both sides of it. Oh, okay. Well, check into that. Check into the well, vapor barrier. Well, can you afford to lose, you know, three and a half inches plus five eighths drywall if you just do a traditional framed wall or no? Eh, there, there's. It's basically an eighteen hundred square foot basement, but oh, they've yeah. already sort of framed it out for us with yeah. like a like a bathroom and a mechanical room. And yeah. there's a hallway going back to a back bedroom that I, I'm a little bit 
That's why I was asking about the flat because um, yeah, all right, you may you lose space. a little bit of weight. All right, uh, listen, you want to gain a little more? I wouldn't cry if you used half inch drywall. I mean, once you get your <laughs> once you get your vapor barrier and your rigid insulation right. in there, again, twenty four yeah. on center, half inch. Nobody's doing it. You're not hanging a TV on it. No. But do make sure that cement wall is true. Put a string on it, bottom, top, middle. Yeah. All right, Brada. Let me tell you, last but not least, it's blinds galore for almost, I should say over 20 years, because I've been saying 20 years for five years on this show. Yeah, it's got to be 25. Blindsgalore.com. They've made it easy to get custom blind shade shutters and drapery, hand-built from scratch, created just for your windows, and delivered right to your door. And uh, you can do it all from home. Just take the measurements and customize it online. Order up to 15 free samples or use their online builder to see your shades on screen blinds galore experts will help you every step of the way either online or over the phone they've done two million and i've said two million windows for five years too so i they do my bedroom they've done my edit bays they've done my studios they are the best they do dr drew's places it's blinds galore Right, Gary? That is right. Get the designer blinds and shades you've always wanted without the designer price at blindsgalore.com. That's blindsgalore.com, and let them know Adam sent you. All right, you can go to amcrawler.com for all the live show events coming out to Denver, Springfield, Missouri, San Diego, come on all over the place. And uh, you can check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash adamcrawler. We've got some free stand-up and videos of the pod there. So, until next time, Adam Kroll for Eric Stromer saying mahalo. Subscribe on iTunes or visit aceontheroof.com. is Corolla Digital. Would you love to save some money on your insurance? Of course you would. And who doesn't love a deal? When it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, Geico can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even your homeowners, condo, or renter's insurance. They are all covered with Geico. Save even more with special discounts when you bundle coverages together. Plus, they have an easy-to-use Geico mobile app and 24-7 roadside assistance, so it's easy to switch to Geico. It's a no-brainer. Switch today and see just how much you could save at geico.com. Go there and get a rate quote or contact a local agent. All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV. Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy in Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free.